Argyle Bacon Bit. I don't know how to do it. I don't yeah, know I know. Is it like, is it a James Bond one? We're not really it's sure. It's kind of, but not. Uh, yeah. But hey, hey, listener, how's it going? We're doing our first bacon bit of the year. Yeah, and what a movie to what do, do it. What a movie. I mean, usually we wait till there's like a Marvel or DC or big tentacle This was the movie. number one anticipated movie of 33% of bacon sale. Meaning? Me. You. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought this one was going to be a bomb. Uh, the jury is still out. We'll Be- see. Okay, here's the thing. It came out. Uh, it's coming out in February. Yeah, February 1st. Yeah, so it's out. Mm-hmm. And the thing about movies that come out in January, February, March-ish, they're usually not that good. They but, say that January is where movies go to die. Also, I'm here too. Oh, oh is that Zach's here. Going, hey. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you didn't get to see the movie, though. I didn't. Yeah. Why did you say it like that, you jerk? I mean, uh, we didn't even tell him that the movie I, yeah, was happening. I didn't find out until I was like, hey, we're recording extra stuff tonight. Listen, Zach. Jerks. Uh, did you hear how, hear how excited he was about Argyle last He's week? He's so excited. Yeah. He deserved he it. Really wanted Couple to weeks see ago. it. I'm so happy Whereas we were you. like besmirching like the bad hair of Henry Cavill. I mean, I don't know about But bad. that's the just, point. Just it was not intentionally supposed to look bad. Wait, not appropriate? I mean, it, he doesn't have the hair for it. Mm-mm. Like the hairline for it. No, like the hair texture for it. But I don't I don't want to go. No, into like the it. so we'll get into it. That's Spoken actually like a barber. Yeah. That's part of the story slash character. Yeah. So the movie we're talking about is Argyle. Yes, and we will be How keeping How many L's are in that? Two. Two. Okay. And we will be keeping it spoiler free here at the beginning and we'll give our review and our thoughts, and then we'll jump we'll let you know we're gonna jump into the spoiler full territory. So I have the synopsis here. A reclusive author who writes espionage novels about a secret agent and a global spy syndicate realizes the plot of the new book she's writing starts to mirror real-world events in real time. Now, Kenta, who's in this? So we... Uh, everyone? Yeah. Everyone that's ever been in a Matthew Vaughn movie. Matthew Vaughn is a director, by the way. Who did uh, Kick Arse and... Yeah. Uh, Kingsman. Kingsman. Yep. And so X-Men First Class. If you look at the poster, right. you would think that Henry Cavill and Dua Lipa are the main stars. They kind of are. Uh, mm? Outside of three minutes of the movie? I'm just saying they are kind of are in the sense of they are the biggest stars. Henry Cavill does play Agent Argyle, yes. right? And a James Bond type character. Without spoiling. Don't spoil. No, there's no spoil there's no spoilers here. She is a spy author. Oh yeah. That's so from this the is a story within a story because the main star here is Bryce Dallas Howard, who plays the author of the books. And then we also have the agent. That is um, assisting her, saving her life, going on this adventure with her, played by Sam Rockwell. Yes. And so they are the two actual main stars. Yes. And then literally everyone else is in this movie. And the CGI cat. Yeah. That's in the trailer as well. Right. So, and uh, this movie... I mean, if you've seen the trailer, you get the concept of it, but essentially it's just like, what would happen if the stuff you realize the fiction you were writing is, is somehow coming to pass? I have right. questions. Yeah, you go on. May have many. Would you call this a parody at all? Yes. In, in the sense... Like More I, of a satire. Like I believe that... Uh, yeah, satire is maybe a good word. So let's look back at Kingsman. Yes. Kingsman was like kind of trying to go off of tropes of James Bond and uh, yeah. spy movies and the like. Does this have some of Same that? Same vein. This is inconsistently a satire. Okay. Because, inconsistently. Uh, I feel in, like you want to give your review, Kent. Um, well, you're really looking for this movie. I will say this. No, no. Take, <clears throat> take the gloves off. It's okay. Okay, here we go. Hold on. Hold on. I got my question. Oh, okay, go on. Does this movie have a satisfying level of action? I mean, I wouldn't say... It doesn't seem like it's an action movie. It seems more like it might be kind of an action comedy. The action scenes are fun, but There based, are a lot of them. But based on the pacing? Yeah. No. Interesting. It's two hours and 19 minutes long. Do we spend a satisfying amount of time in the uh, fictional book world? No. Okay. Yes. You say yes, Joel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you were satisfied with the level? 
Because it's not the main story. Right. It's a side story. It's a, This is a very meta thing. It yeah. is. It was pitched as, what if Harry Potter went to J.K. Rowling's house and said, everything you wrote is real. Mm-hmm. And that's the the idea here. And we right? may see that movie in the future. Yeah. Allegedly, this may be that movie. Who yeah. knows? All right. Are those your questions? Uh, probably. Jump into it, Kent. Review. Spoiler-free. Okay, spoiler-free spoiler Apparently, there are twists and turns in this here film. So if you've seen the trailer, you kind of do know the, the, the setup of this movie where you get Henry Cavill, who is Henry Cavill, right? And he gets to have a lot of fun. And he has that horrible flat top, which you're kind of like... It's too tall. It's too tall, but also... In my professional Agent opinion. Argyle is meant to be this archetype of James Bond-style spice. Yeah. Right? And it even plays on that in a, in a very fun way. But it's like a spy with the spy team as it well. It seems like he is how someone would describe a James Bond type. Mm-hmm. Not exactly like James Bond. Yeah. It's like, like If you were to pitch him, basically, it'd be like this. It's like a James Bond beefed up, but at the same yeah. time, it's the James Bond that I want to see in the future. To as me, well. to me, it's more. It seems to be more like With velvet suit. Oh yeah, it seems to be more like, hey, this is the things that people notice, but not the stuff that I like about James Bond. Yeah, as, as the purist. So I will say, like in the first act, they play really well with that. Okay, uh, and that is in the story. There are some action scenes where they're so preposterous sure. that you would see them in James Bond, and yeah. you would get such a thrill out of them. Mm. And in that way, it reminded me a lot of Kingsman, the secret service yeah. where I'm like, Oh, Matthew Vaughn knows exactly what he's doing here. Mm. And then they kind of jump to the real world with this author. And she's writing this story and she has her insecurities and they play a lot in that. Then she meets a spy and then everything goes topsy turvy. And I kind of call this like the author that knew too little because she's kind of mm. dragged along on this adventure mm. where she's just worried about her cat and her own survival. And I will say like, first act i was super into this and then uh, like somewhere in the second act i'm not saying i was ever like oh i hate this at all i never felt that because i love sam rockwell i like bryce dallas howard quite a bit and then with the action scenes they splice in the book characters yes with the actual characters yes and and joel i don't know if you found that clever or not or if it was like a little annoying they used it too much i'll admit that i think there's a train action scene where they use it great and then they could, they could have let it go. But in those moments, Henry Cavill was hamming it up. And I love to see that kind of stuff. Yeah. He knew exactly what kind of movie he was in. Um, how close to uh, Napoleon Solo and A Man from Uncle is he? Very different. Bummer. Yeah. Uh, but no, not, not a bad thing mm. at all. But then they kind of let it go. He's really only in about five minutes. And this movie is funny, but there's just way too much of a lull. There's a lot of action scenes. And then they try to explain the plot and explain the twist, and it really did lose me in the second act, and then into the third where everything was a twist, and everything is contrived, but guess what? As like silly and kind of dumb as the whole experience it is, it's kind of super fun okay. at the same time. Like, And it sounds weird to say it's slow and there's a lull and everything like that, but it's still a Matthew Vaughn movie. He still knows, still knows what he's doing, and the actors are having fun. They are. like It's kind of like a cartoon, yeah. right? Matthew Vaughn is approachable guy, Richie. Yeah. I can see that. He's like Kirkland Guy Ritchie to me, yeah. where there's a lot of colors about us. It's very vibrant stuff. Yes, it is. But it's funny because and I, I do, this is like one of the few things I said to Joel after the movie. This movie... Because he doesn't talk to me off the air at all. And at all, right? Please don't. Um, <laughs> it's very PG-13 to a point. Yes. Uh, to that credit, like because Kingsman was a hard R. Yeah. yeah. This has a lot of gunplay. Like a lot. Yeah. Virtually no blood. So remember uh-huh. the cool action scenes near the end of Kingsman, yeah. right? Great. Very memorable. Yeah. This one is like, hey, people like that. We need a cool action scene here. 
And it was like one too many, actually. S- speed rampy. Yeah. Slow, slow down, speed up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, but like a lot of colors. Yeah. And it, because it's not rated R, the movie's actually a little bit worse for it, which mm. sounds weird. I think the impact and the shock value is gone. This movie needed that. It needed a little bit more emancipation of Harley Quinn action. Oof. Yeah. Uh, no, it has a lot of that, actually. Is it? Yeah. Okay. But... Overall, man, I really I kind of struggle with my final grade on this because I had fun. And I will say the women in the crowd love this movie, specifically a small pocket of women. They, there were some people that were having a good time. Like, like It's almost like they've never seen a movie before. <laughs> that's what it, it always like. happens there with were, those there, things. I'm not going to say what it was. There was a twist that happened. And they literally, all, all of them literally went, oh, no. Yeah, and what? Joel and I look at each other. We were smirking. Because it was, a, it was Telegraphed, like, yeah. you, you saw it coming. Sure. Yeah. And this movie is very twisty, almost too twist. Actually, it is too twisty, not even almost. And so at the end, it's a good Valentine's movie. It's fun for like a date night. Mm. I really lean, I think quality C plus, but as much fun as I had with it, B minus, because I actually think it's quite humorous. I'm going to land on B minus because I do think it's a humorous movie. That is way higher than I thought you were going to go. Way, that's way yeah. higher than you sound like you're. Yeah. You no. And that's where I'm at. Like, it's kind of like C plus at the end of the year. But like, as far as like. I did laugh quite a few times in this movie because Sam Rockwell is just that funny. There's a lot of funny parts. He, his timing is perfect. Oh, hold on. I'm looking at the movie poster. It looks like there's a little there's a little red box at the top. It says Marvel. What's the score now? Uh, no, it says Marv. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's it does. actually Marv. It actually uh, and this, but I will say this also, and this kind of pulls it back for me to go negative. The environments, everything seems like it's filmed on the volume. Everything felt so CG. There was a lot of it. was just sound odd CG. Like there's a part where there's something spilling on the floor, and I was like, that's not real. I like, know. The oil, there was oil spilling on the floor, and I'm like, that's not real. So it felt a little synthetic to me. Mm. But as far as like, if I took a date to this movie, we'd both have a good time. Would you say this is probably the best thing in the theaters for the next month or two? 100%. This will be the one people go to. Yeah, it's one they should go to. So you think it'll do well at the box office? I don't know. I don't know. I think people are still like, ah, I'll watch something on streaming. Mm. I think this sounds it, like... It deserves to succeed. This is going to come out on Apple TV Plus pretty soon. Yeah, it deserves to succeed, but not be like this huge tentpole movie. This sounds like a movie that people will end up seeing, but I do... I, I, there's no way of knowing, but I feel like it's going to be on streaming fairly soon. It will. I actually Apple did T- not, Apple TV bought it. Like I it, did not know it was headed to theaters. I thought it was exclusively Apple Plus. Yeah, which so, makes me wonder how it's going to do the box office if they, if they pull it record too early. But Kent, would you say people should watch this in theaters or wait for Apple TV? In theaters. Plus? I think it's a being a comedy. I think it's fun to share those. those I laughs. agree. I think if you watch this in theaters, you'll get the reaction that we did that yeah. we heard, uh, from, which was made it way I mean, more we were, fun. Can, can I mean the critic section where you're not allowed to talk or look at each <laughs> other? And I couldn't talk to him obviously because he doesn't let me talk to him off the air. Nope. But the people around us were just uh, people who'd won passes and were happy to be there, and yeah. they were loving the, people the movie who experience. weren't taking notes. Yeah. Yeah. So Joel, what about you? Um, so for me, I, this was one of my most anticipated. It was because the trailer, I went, that sounds interesting. Sure. Yeah. Obviously I had my hesitation with the, with the CGI cat parts. Mm-hmm. Those are, that's called using your brain. I still don't know <laughs> if there, there was actually a real cat ever on set. There was parts, there were parts when I was like, that could have been a real cat. Why did you make that CGI? I, I think it's that's just, weird. it's, it's gotta be so CGI that they would not dare use a real cat. Maybe. Right. You but, don't want to switch. But there's even a part where he's like just petting the cat and it wasn't a real cat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? I think this is dumb fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. Totally. Is it ridiculous? Yes. But is it fun? Yes. I think Sam Rockwell did a great job uh, with his character in the sense of you don't <laughs> know quite where he's coming from. Wow. That's a real shocker. Yeah. Sam, Sam Rockwell did a good yeah. job. Uh, like, he dances in every scene, by the way. Oh, he does dance a lot. Every this, scene. And it's great. I'm going to uh, love this movie. <laughs> uh, but he, I think Henry Cavill makes a great uh, kind of a spoof of a super spy. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I can't. I'm going to agree with you that there are 
probably too many plot twists in this yeah. movie. Which we, you don't need. Well, you just get a little exhausted by yeah. it. Like, you're kind of like, all right. Are they everything. happening? Is there like a, is it all near the end? Is it, you know, some throughout in the middle? Some throughout, most at the end. Where At the end. You think it, you've got it figured out and then it, it twists feel, it again. They could have cut out one or two and it would have cut like 20 minutes off the runtime. And I think it would have been a little tighter for that. Mm-hmm. I apologize. This might be a spoiler to some. Some people don't want to know that there's a twist because then they're looking out if for they're, it. If, they're, if, a, if the fact that there's a twist is a spoiler, they're they're pulling too far back. In a spy movie too. especially. Yeah, I'm like you should saying. know they come. If you, once yeah. you're expecting it, but it with can the ruin with it. the plot twists, like I, you could see them coming. Maybe not from a mile away, but maybe from a quarter mile. Because mm-hmm. like I was like, I, I'd be watching the movie just Fast and Furious, and yeah. all of a sudden I'd be like, Oh, hey, I know what's about to happen, and then it would happen. So oh, it's like I love my spoilers. They protected just a little bit. <laughs> and truthfully, there are a lot of action sequences, a lot yeah. of choreographed fights, a lot of music. It, they they play the whole song. Yeah, when they do a fight. Yeah, and it kind of got a little tedious. Yeah, yeah, a little bit that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it felt like it went on a little long. The action sequences did. You're like, mm, Edgar um, Wright does this better. The parental guide, or like even I Matthew said, Vaughn's done it better with kick cars. Yeah, right. Uh, but like and, I said uh, before, there are lots of gunplay, no real blood. Uh, violence is is PG-13 violence. Yeah. Um, there are a few scattered S words. One random F word mm-hmm. said by Dry Style Tower in the middle of a conversation. I went, why? And oh, and there is before we go into spoiler territory, I want to let people know there is a mid credit sequence, like right as the credits start. There's no nothing at the end, so you can leave before the credits are over. But I think this, I, I like the ensemble cast. I thought it had high energy. And despite the fact that it, it seemed kind of cartoonish in parts, right. both in CGI and in what's happening here, I had a good time. I would not be, I would not be unhappy to see this movie again. In fact, my wife was like, when you come home, tell me who Argyle really is. And I was like, can't. and I went, I don't want to because I want to see this with you. Okay. Because I enjoyed it. I give it 3.5 stars. I was, I was going to do this. I, yeah. I tried to guess based on Joel's review. Yeah. 3.5. What he said is consistent with his score. Kent, you can work on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a little negative, but at the same time, like Joel said, dumb fun. And it is that kind of movie and also the season that we're in. Uh, I just saw a lot of like slow moving Sundance movies. This yeah. is kind of the perfect remedy for yeah. that. Yeah. And well, okay. So as it was writing along, I'll, I'll say that at the beginning, this was it started. Every movie starts like a three for me, but this got up to like a four star for a while where I'm like, I'm liking this. Yeah. And then it just like, it has kind Did of they a, overexplain everything. No, it was more, it was kept like they had multiple climaxes where it's like climax after climax after climax. Right. Like it kept building up to this thing and then it would just go on to the movie would continue. I'm like, Oh, I thought that was the end. Mm-hmm. And it kept doing that, and I kept being like, okay, I'm getting a little exhausted here. And the plot twists do get to the point where they get a little bit ridiculous, where mm-hmm. you're like, there's no way that would happen, but I'm also having a good time. Um, without spoiling anything, do you anticipate a sequel? Or Absolutely. Spin-off? No. One, what? Nope. They're, That's literally what the mid-credit thing is. It's like We a, can't talk about it up. until we're in the spoilers. But it's, yeah. it's not a spoiler. It's setting up maybe a future installment. Is, now, movies have done that for years, and they've never come to fruition. But do you think that there's actually potential to do that? I do. It's it's sitting on the shoulders of another franchise. That's the only potential. If this is well the box office, you better believe there's going to be a sequel. And this is the only thing out right now, Kent. I know. Huh. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, this has been fun. Bye. Are Bye, you really going to leave? Yeah, we're not going to spoil it for Zach. Oh, so There's twists and turns. You know, I mean, Twitter, okay. Twitter kind of spoiled it for me, but I'm still leaving. Okay. Bye, Zach. Bye, Zach. See I'm going to sing a song as you're going out. Okay, okay. Goodbye. Sing. Have fun. Now and then we're going to spoil this movie. Now and then. 
He's just taking his time. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna do the whole thing. Yeah, you got to keep going. You uh, got to keep going until you he know awkwardly leaves. It's true. We're waiting for Zach to put on his shoes. Hey Joel, you want to do the whirly bird real quick? Yeah, cool. That would be a fun opportunity to do. All right. <laughs> I have to do a post show and I'm not. Zach's walking out. Okay, bye, Zach. So we're, we're gonna, gonna spoil. spoil. We're gonna Close spoil it now. We're gonna okay, spoil we go. Argyle. We're spoiling now, Argyle. Now save the mid credits thing up until a little bit later. Let's go a little more into the story. Bring it. Yeah, this is the story first. Okay, so it starts off and the book story. The characters are actually kind of living through. The actual story. Yes. So, for example, Henry Cavill's Argyle goes in, and it's a typical James Bond thing, and there's a chase, and he meets a beautiful woman, and and he's uncovered as a spy. Yes. And and so it's this company, or it's this government agency called the Directorate. Yes. Directorate? Directive? So one of those. Bad guys. The bad guys who he's been working for are actually trying to kill him, and so he's like, we got to work on our own. Well, that's actually happened in real life. Yes. That's uh, why they're trying to... That's why they kind of... These people start trying to abduct the author, Bryce Dallas Howard, Yeah, is because she seems to be predicting what's happening next. So she is writing the newest book. She thinks she's done, but everyone's like, write one more chapter. You ended it on a cliffhanger. Actually, tell us what happens. How do they get this thing called the Silver Bullet, which is kind of the knock list from Mission Impossible? Who are the real bad guys here? And she's like, you know what? I do have one more chapter to write. Like her mom is like, you know, let's get together and write a chat. Let's hash it out like we do and figure it because it just feels like you're ending on a cliffhanger. Yeah. And so she's about to travel. She's traveling on a train. And then she meets Sam Rockwell. He says, hey, I'm a spy. Just comes right out. And there are dozens of guys that are going to come in and try to kill the her. The whole compartment is bad guys. Right. Which is a really fun scene. And that's when he splices in with Henry Cavill. I thought that scene was great. It was, except for I felt I felt like they relied on it too much. Like the joke happened so often. Like they okay. kept, kept cutting back to reaction shots of her, like shaking her head and closing her eyes and then seeing Argyle and shaking her closing eyes and seeing Argyle. Yeah. And I went... If you would have done like two or three less of those, I think it would have been more impactful. Okay, that's a good point. But I really did like seeing Henry Cavill just take people and slam them I down. I know, and just smile at the Didn't camera, get tired basically. Of that. Yeah, didn't get tired so, of that. So basically, he says, whatever you're about to write next, uh, I want to know, and the bad guys want to know as well. So let's go somewhere. And they actually end up going to London, because that's where the story was going to take place next. Right. And let's go find out where this knock list is and we'll be able to save the day and keep it out of the hands of the bad guys. Yeah. Brian Cranston leads the agency of the bad guys. Yeah. And it's Brian Cranston hamming it up in the best way possible. He's having a good time. And it's the dumb, guy. right? Because he's this older agency director, With but he's meant to be really intimidating at the same yeah. time. And he just sends goons like countless goons after them, whether they're in London or whatever, they're going to track their location. You know, the thing I, to chase. I really liked about this movie too mm-hmm. is when he says, Oh, we found them. They're in London. And he's like, okay, send the local team. Yeah. Instead of like all these other movies where it's like, Oh, they're across the world. Let's go. We'll be there. And I'm like, no, that would never happen. So in this movie, I kind of went good job movie. Yeah. Actually I was into that as so, well. Yeah, that was good. And then, you know, there's a lot of action scenes and there's a lot of cat, stuff going on yeah the well so she starts she does start kind of writing the next chapter yeah she does and it works out like oh this actually i thought for a while there that i was like well she's not gonna know because i thought someone else was argyle i thought i thought her mom was argyle i'll just say that okay because we're in the spoiler territory yes, that's what are. i thought because her mom was like hey let's get together and write the chapter together Catherine o'hara by the way yeah Catherine o'hara and I went, oh, okay, it's going to be the mom. So I'm like, she's not going to be successful. So I thought the, the way the movie was going to go was that she was going to try to write the next chapter and just not find anything. Like it was going to keep failing. Okay. And then her mom would come along and like help her figure it out. So one thing we figure out along the way is that 
uh, Sam Rockwell's character, even though it splices in with Henry Cavill, it's a little kind of confusing. He he's not he's not Argyle. No. He is actually the John Cena American spy counterpart of yeah. Argyle. Yeah. And you're like, oh, his name is Wild. Oh, yeah. like he's John Cena. And I liked how his character, you are kind of like Bryce Dallas Howard in the character Bryce Dallas Howard's character in the mm-hmm. sense where you don't know if you should trust him or not. Yeah. Because sometimes he's like he's he's completely on her side and friendly and helpful. And other times he's kind of a jerk to her. Well, and there's one really cliche scene where he's like, you, we got to put a stop to gotta this person. Got to put a bullet in Ellie Con- Conway? Ellie Conway? Yeah, Conway. Ellie yep. Conway's head. Yeah. Like I was like, dude, you're a super spy and you don't check your surroundings when you're talking on the phone. I know. And uh, it just had to happen. So she gets away and then he tracks her and then yeah, she gets They could have gone a little more subtle with that. But this movie is not subtle. At all. No. Like it really is a cartoon where it's like, here's what's happening. Isn't this crazy? And you're like, I've seen it before in four other movies. But still fun. But still fun. Yeah. And then, so they do this big reveal, like her parents. Okay, sorry. Pull it back just a little bit. She mentions on a book tour that she lost her memory when she had an ice skating accident. And it's a throwaway line. Honestly, totally I, throwaway. I don't think they, they drew enough to, like, they didn't draw too much attention to it. It was just enough where they said that. I'm like, that's right. They did say that. So her parents meet up with her in London to kind of help her out. And it's Catherine O'Hara once again. But Brian Cranston is her dad. And you're like, okay, that's kind of fun. Okay. So when that was one of them, that was the moment. Yeah. When uh, the Spider-Man homecoming moment, <laughs> when like they, they kept, they kept referencing the dad, but not mm. showing the dad. Right. And it was, wasn't until, I don't know, maybe five minutes before he showed up that I went, oh, her dad yeah. is the bad guy. Right. But when he opened that door and walked in, it's like, hi, honey. And it's the bad guy. It's Brian Cranston. Yeah. The, the, the group of people up by us Blown were like, away. what? Yeah. And I kind of looked at him like, well, yeah. Yeah. But it's still so, fun. Yeah, it's still fun. And of course, she's getting in more and more trouble. At one point, she leaves the cat behind. And I was like, I wonder why they did that. But they obviously needed like a damsel in distress, which was the cat at yeah. the end. Yeah. Which didn't really come into play all yeah. that much. But then Sam Rockwell shoots Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Who is and British and evil, by the way. Apparently. Yeah. And it was funny to me that like, okay, so he walks in and he's like, he bam, bam. He like, he, he stops Brian Cranston and, and Catherine O'Hara puts... Uh, I like they're just using their their real names. Yeah, right. Catherine O'Hara puts Bill Bryce Dallas Howard at gunpoint, and so mm-hmm. it's weird. He shoots him or shoots the mom, and then as they're leaving, she's like, "You shot my parents." He's like, "They're not your parents." And then they drive twelve hours, and I went. At no point you're going to be like, "What do you mean they're not my parents?" Please explain this to me. Yeah, but then of course he probably couldn't because because they get to the farm in France. Samuel Jackson, who used to be the director of the CIA, yes. Uh, takes her to a little shed and it's all technological and he goes, let's meet the real agent Argyle. It's you. Before you had your ice skating accident, which was really just a horrible accident and was brainwashed into believing she was just a normal person. So she's out on a mission. uh, Yeah. uh, Something, an explosion happened. Yeah. And basically she's Jason Bourne at this point. Right. And she was agent Rachel Kyle or R. Kyle. R. Kyle. So and, she and did, so she's been writing these books yeah. and it's not she's not creating them out of scratch. She's actually remembering memories from her mission. And, and so the bad guys want her to write these books so that they'll say, hey, these are your memories. Give us all your spy secrets through these books. And so they hired what once the bad guys found out that uh, she'd lost her memory. Yeah. They then begin to use her and brainwash her into thinking she's Ellie Conway. Mild and where are your author. parents? And where are your parents? Mm-hmm. We have this cute little music box for you. We have all your mementos. And right. they, they, that's why they're not her parents, which I was really confused. I'm like, what do you mean they're not her parents? Like that did not click for me. Uh-huh. I didn't see the twist coming, to be honest. Okay. Like I said, I thought our agent, the real agent Argyle was going to be her mom. 
and was sure. she was feeding her information. I was so time. worried it was going to be the cat for some reason. Some people get this, and I'm like, how would that have been? Because I thought the movie was just going to go into that territory. Oh, yeah, it doesn't. But I will, I will admit, I was surprised by that twist that I went, oh, okay, so you she know, is. But I think the one twist too far was at the very end. They actually say she was a double agent, and she was working for the bad guys. Yes, and so she was trying to get the knock list to just for her own reasons, even though she's like, it was for good reasons. But she is also a killer. I was like, ah, that's one too far. Like, I don't really mm-hmm. care. Like, I am, I'm done. I was okay with it just because I was like, but that's the thing. It was twist upon twist upon twist. Right. I think I saw one reviewer say, uh, one review I saw said, I could hear exhibit in my head saying, yo, real dog, I hear you like twists. So I put plot twists in your plot twists. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty and much I it. Went, that's kind of, that's kind of accurate. Yeah. And so eventually there's this big fight on a tanker, very James Bondian, uh, but also kind of get out at the end because she... The ballerina music box is used against her to brainwash her to fight Sam Rockwell. That to me was the twist too far when I kind of went, we could have ended this and you're just extending it. And it got ridiculous. And that's, they need another climax where it was like, we're going to upload the knock list. I keep calling it the knock list. Yeah. To Samuel Jackson. And then it was like, oh, we want to kill Samuel Jackson because he's the the last link. And it's like, he's a loose end. eh, eh, I was okay with that. But when you say when you say builds up to a final fight, there are like three final fights on yeah. the tanker. Yeah, there's one that is is very reminiscent of Kingsman, where there's like colorful smoke everywhere and slow motion and shooting. Right, which was fun for a bit, but I but also you couldn't really of, see what was going on. No, and I kept being like, "Is this reality?" Because it was so cartoonish. Well, I don't think it was fun. reality because whenever the bad guys were watching the room, mm. they weren't doing all those dance moves. And I don't know why they were watching that Brie Larson movie, but. Uh, <laughs> No. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there's that climactic fight. There's also one where they're dumping uh, oil all over the ground, CGI oil all yeah. over the ground. And I was like, oh, it's going to be like transporter. Here we go. And then, well, because it's just funny because they're like, don't shoot, don't shoot. Yeah. Because any spark can cause this to blow up. Mm-hmm. And so then uh, Ellie puts knives on the bottom of her boots and ice skates around the oil. Once again, I guffawed and I kept being like, am I guffawing because it's stupid or am I guffawing because they know this is stupid? They had to know it was stupid, but also it was. it was like three and a half minutes long. Oh, it was long. Like make it one minute. Make it something where she just goes through and slash everyone. That's where I think the movie could have been rated R and it would have benefited the movie. I think it could have cut it down though and it would have been better for it. Yeah. Like that scene. That was one where I kind of went, wow, okay. But also I kept being like, you said one little spark. She's literally driving like metal on concrete yeah. around here. And then she also shoots the entire room up. And nothing happens. Nothing happens. That made me laugh. And yeah, they just kept being fights upon fights upon fights. Yeah. And then more contrivances with people coming back from the dead. And that's the movie. And that's yeah. where I think like, oh man. They telegraph stuff because like they have a partner. Like apparently there's a, there's a spot in your chest where you can shoot and it looks like a heart. Yeah. It looks like a, heart, a, a kill shot. Right. But it goes through this like empty space in your chest and you're okay. Even after that though, I don't know how Sam Rockwell was fully on fighting because mm-hmm. he had a hole in his chest. Yeah. He did pump himself full of adrenaline. Sure. I think the adventure, the romp part of it between Sam Rockwell and Bryce Dallas Howard is what makes this work so well. Yeah. Without those two leads, I would have been like, oh my gosh, this is so cliche. Yeah. But because they were in the movie, I was like, oh, this is fine. I'm yeah. having a good time. Yeah. I, I, I just thought, I thought the same thing. Because Sam Rockwell really did a good job of playing that I'm not your typical spy. Right. But also good at what he does. Uh-huh. And then Bryce Dallas Howard, she played the timid part very well, I thought. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, there was a part in an airplane when she's freaking out. And the way she's freaking out, the way he talks to her, I was like, I like that moment. Yeah. That was a good moment. It's a good moment. So. Okay. So then anyways, oh, they save the day. The whatever. One, yeah. Well, and the one thing I could not get past, Kent, the one thing that really was a burr in my saddle. Go on. Was the fact that they they they, they used the Beatles' latest song, Now and Then, 
and they were playing it, which is fine. But then he's like, this is our song. Yeah, wasn't that weird? Five years ago. And I was like, time out. Everyone in the world knows that is the newest Beatles song that just came out. And you're saying that it came out five years ago? Like, what was that? I don't know. Like, it was just, it was weird to me that they chose that song to say this is our song from our past. Right. When it was the newest song. So maybe they're five years in the future, but I, I couldn't get out of my head, Kent. I couldn't yeah. let it go. It bugs you. Yeah. Takes it takes it down to 0.5. And they, they play it a couple times. There was also a rendition of uh, Run by Snow Patrol. Yeah. That was unique. Weird. I kind of went, wow, That's that almost has the same feel as now and then, but why? I know. But still fun. It's Matthew Vaughn. He wants style. I guess. And I think the style was a little too cotton candy-like. It was just like... Yeah, it's for a PG-13 crowd. It's a date night crowd, which is yeah. fine to make a movie for that crowd. But I think it kind of, he dumbed down his normal stylings. Hmm. Um, okay, so explain what happened in the mid, mid-credits stinger, because I was a little confused. Oh, all it was is just a setup for the uh, next movie, which is going to be more Argyle-based. So, oh, we probably should say that. So, I mean, there's twist upon twist upon twist. Okay, okay. So there's a final book reading at a book tour. Because she finished her series. When she's done, the bad guys are done, and she's going to move on with her life. Because she's chosen, she is a double agent for the bad guys, but she chooses to be good. Yeah, and so she's, she's a cat in, person She's now. in love with Sam Rockwell. Yeah. And so she's reading the final book to a group of people, you know, like on a book tour. Yeah. And people, are, people always ask questions like, oh, what was your inspiration, whatever. And there's one guy in the audience, and you know it from coming from a quarter mile away. Did you? Yeah, because you saw the mullet and the muscles. I, I didn't see the mullet and the muscles. Oh, you didn't? No, not until he stood up. Okay. But it, I thought it was going to be like someone else. Like I thought it was going to be one of the parents or something. But one guy raised his hand, total ugly mullet. And she goes... And, and tobacco in his Yeah, and lip. she's like, one last question. Is, was he a southern accent or yeah. something? And it was Henry Cavill with another horrible hairpiece. What, the worst haircut. The worst haircut. And he goes, I'm sure you have a lot of questions for me. And I was like, what? What's going I actually, on? I actually kind of went, wait, so... Is our guy all real? That's what I kind of wondered. Or is he another spy? Is is he someone that she worked with in the past? Maybe that's what they're trying and to And so the movie wants you to believe that. But I think when they kind of show a flashback, and I'm saying it probably goes back 30 years, of a Kingsman-type story. Yes. I don't know if it's a Kingsman movie or an Argyle story. I think well, that, that, he said his name was Argyle. So He did, but it was he went into a bar called The Kingsman. Yeah. So I think that maybe Argyle is a former Kingsman is what I'm guessing. So is the Kingsman series yes. part of her universe? That's what I'm thinking it is. So... You, I think that's why I say this won't get an Argyle sequel, that they, we will get a Kingsman movie with Argyle in it. No, but I think the Kingsman's... Which I'd be totally the, fine already seeing been Henry Cavill in a Kingsman movie. Well, the, the and there's already been three of them. Yeah. So I think this is going to be an Argyle story next, like how he came to be in that fictional world. I'd be fine with that. I just don't see Bryce Dallas Howard and Sam Rockwell doing the same kind of movie. No, I don't th- I don't know if they'll be in it as much. Yeah, like, or I, at all. Maybe it flips where it's like uh, Henry Cavill is or, or the younger actor who's playing him yeah. but that's like the main thing and then they come in every now and then and write something or do something and it ties in so that's where i was confused it is a little I was confusing. like is this a connected universe now like yeah. what's going on because the fact that uh, you know if it was just a fictional story that's one thing but what they imply and say in the movie is mm-hmm. that the things that happen in the book really happened in real life right and so if we see the argyle movie are we just seeing the story of our our, our kyle <laughs> i don't know who knows? i don't know but I would not be, I'm not, if, I'd watch it. I'd watch it too. I'm not, I'm not going to be offended if they come out with another movie. Mm-hmm. I'd go see it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I think this, and it's weird, it's coming out two weeks before uh, Valentine's Day. Mm. I think this is the movie see for the next two weeks. Probably so. Although I, I just find it so interesting you gave it such a high score, Ken, because I was convinced you were hating it. Oh, I actually tried to hide my chuckles from you because I was laughing quite a bit. Yeah? Yeah. Because I laughed a couple of times and I went, oh, shoot, Ken's not liking this. He no, went, I was actually. He's going to think I'm a slack-jawed yokel. I was laughing because I think unlike 
Marvel movies where it's like one-liners after action. This was like Sam Rockwell just constantly just jabbing. Mm. And I think he does it so well that I totally gave it a pass. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. That is our review for Argyle, the uh, first big movie, shall we say, of 2024. For the next couple months, probably. Yeah. And so if you've seen it, let us know. Please, I'm going to say this. Don't be the one who spoils it for people because that was a surprising twist for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, would, I, you know, I don't want my wife to see it either. But in the comments, when you comment about this movie, let's keep things vague. Uh, if you want to talk spoilers, you can, you can reach us in the DMs. Otherwise, we look forward to hearing from you and your reviews of Argyle.